welcome to Unapologetically Successful Podcast. Jackie Barron, you are a wonderful inspiration. You just launched a new product, but can I get you to introduce yourself and how actually this journey started? And then we'll take it from there in a free-flowing conversation about why you are where you are, why you started um, this product. You have two beautiful boys and a, and a girl. And you definitely recognize the gap in a market and something that you wanted to do for the society. Sure. So thank you for having me. It's really an honor. I think sometimes I question why would anyone want to interview me? What is my story? Would anyone be interested? But I do believe that everyone has a story. I have always believed that. But thank you for opening up at your home and this platform to hear my story. So it's interesting. I was just reading something that I wrote a couple of months ago, and it might even still appear on my LinkedIn profile that I used to refer to myself or my title as the director of family matters, which kind of has two meanings being family actually matters to me and the amount of investment that I was really supporting my family for so many years. And it has taken me quite a long time to own the fact, even though it wasn't terribly in vogue, it wasn't terribly fashionable in the last 18 or 20 years to say that, to say I am a full-time mother. I did have a career prior to starting a family and we can go a little bit into that. Um, but yes, for the last 18 years or so, I really have been managing my family, which many of us know is a very complicated and very full-time job. And it's something I wanted to do. And I always said I actually wanted to be as good a mother, as good that role as I was an account director back in Adland. And that was my previous job was an account director in the big world of advertising. Um, and if some of your audience remembers 20 plus years ago, when you were in the business of advertising, you were working 20 hours a day, round the clock, global pieces of advertising business. And so, yes, I wanted to start my family, but really at the back of my mind, I always knew there will be another chapter. I didn't know what it would look like, but I just hadn't belief that there would be something else at some stage. And as my kids started to become more independent, as they do over the years, I knew that things would start to shift. And the shift for me actually happened in COVID. And I never liked to say, even though I have once or twice that COVID was good for me, my world slowed down. All that logistics of running the family and driving halfway across Sydney and back and forth morning, noon and night. My little world slowed down, which actually freed up my, I think my energy, what was going on in my headspace to go, perhaps now's the time. And it really was a light bulb moment. And I seem to have these through my own personal journey that for certain things just started, the dots started to join together. And two of my boys were uh, teenagers. One was a teenager, as I like to say. And I just had a great big idea 
for a product. And as you said in your intro, a gap in the market. I don't like to say I've just created a product. I think it's because of my heritage in advertising. I knew I was about to step forward and actually create a brand. And as many of you know, a brand is so much more than a product. A brand has values. A brand should be authentic. And a brand should really mean so much more than whatever product you're actually using. And I, I felt that energy that I was sitting on something and it was going to be for predominantly teenage boys. And it's almost like all these pockets from my previous world in advertising were coming together. The creative juices were flowing. My marketing hat was back on. And a couple of months ago, I brought to life my brand, Neon Goat, which some of you may know, but it really is an indie brand that has just launched here in Australia. And I can continue chatting. Yeah, yeah. This is fabulous. Sure. So the true light bulb moment, and not everyone has these, but as I said, I seem to have these along my journey was in COVID. And some of you may remember a lot of our kids after school, after homeschooling, we used to try and send them out in the afternoon, whether it was on a bike, on a run, just to try and get them back out, outdoors. And my youngest son flew in the house from one of those, as I call them, COVID bike rides that I used to send him on. He was only about 10 at the time. And this is a different journey for all boys. For my, for both of my boys, it really was about 10 years old. And my little guy flew in the house and the body odor just hit me like a stupid. <laughs> and interestingly, I had actually had the idea with my elder son and I got a bit sidetracked with some health issues about two or three years prior, which is another part of my journey. So it's almost like the seed was planted and then in COVID, it just flourished. And I stood in the middle of the street on one of my COVID walks that I used to take for myself a little bit of time out of that intense homeschooling period. And I just remember standing in the middle of the street and I just knew I was going to, as I said, create the brand which was going to start with a beautiful, clean, natural deodorant product, really just for teenage boys. The market is cluttered with products for women, for older men. And I had been very conscious up until that point that all the messaging, all the communications, all of the marketing that our boys, our tweens and teens were seeing or the products they were using were really just inappropriate. Mm. You know, to be wearing a highly intensely fragranced body spray, antiperspirant that was full of chemicals, contained aluminium, that made my little 10-year-old smell like he was, as I say, a 28-year-old accountant, it just wasn't appropriate. And it just opened my eyes to... What is the messaging that is appropriate for teenage boys? Why aren't we supporting them on their journey? Why aren't we supporting their parents on this journey with a range of products that is appropriate 
for them. They should not be smelling like a mature man. And, uh, and I just saw this gap in the market. I do remember actually calling my husband, who is very commercial. And I think he understood the vision within seconds. And he just said, yes, he just said yes. And then it really just took me on, as I describe, a deep rabbit hole of education. He did say yes, but who knew what that journey would take? And again, in COVID, like quite a few of us, there were these incredible online platforms had just come to surface and had opened up and I was able to do some online digital marketing courses because I really had to fill so many gaps of what had evolved over the years since I wasn't as active and as present in the advertising or marketing space. I knew I had to create a new network of women. That was quite crucial actually, because I needed to surround myself with women somehow, even again, if it was in COVID, with other women that might be on a similar journey or were even more successful than me, that I could pick their brains, see what their journeys was like. And so I had to follow my own women's networks. And then, of course, there was the incredibly daunting pathway. And how does someone do this in COVID when you can't go to a manufacturer, meet manufacturers? But it was all about research, due diligence, and ultimately trying to find people that I enjoyed working with. And I wanted business to be authentic in terms of supporting other businesses right here in Sydney as well. And I think people appreciate that. My product is not made offshore. I wanted to partner with a manufacturer where I could have that collaborative relationship. I could ultimately meet them post-COVID and that relationship is still going. So it might've started two years ago, but I managed to find the right people for to help me with branding, manufacturing, marketing. But boy, oh boy, was it a hockey stick. I think they use that term in, in the investment world, learning curve for me. Yeah. So, and that is where the Neon Goat brand really started. And how did you actually even know what goes into a deodorant or what goes into the products? I think it was a lot of research. Again, it was a lot of educating myself. So I knew that this product, as I said before, had to be natural. So I was not looking at competing against any form of antiperspirant. And that's a little bit of an education piece, even still today, a lot of mums and dads that I speak to don't know the difference between a product that contains aluminium or not. But in terms of even a natural deodorant, it was, again, that was another rabbit hole, just education, just research, finding other similar products. What did I like? What worked for me? And then that real collaborative relationship with the manufacturer as well. I am not a chemist. I don't come from a background of chemistry. And I also remember my husband saying almost that I had to become that. But nowadays you actually don't. You can find a partner that has the chemists. But again, I knew what um, ingredients I wanted in my product. And that came from a bit of intuition, speaking to my boys about 
natural fragrances, oils that they liked in terms of the actual fragrance of the product. I wanted to use some Australian botanicals that I had read were very effective. So it was really that partnership, but I never professed to be the chemist. I think I had a very strong vision. And then you just find that, that collaboration to work with someone and, and to evolve the product, create a sample, we tweaked to the sample. This was all a massive learning curve. Um, I had never manufactured a product before. Sometimes you have to go outside of that comfort zone in order to create. Yeah. I have to say, like, we are very fortunate and we have all three products that you have created. And my boys, I can, when they walk into a room, I, I love that because it's the subtlety of it. But it's also, they actually using it and, but it's the natural aspect that really, it's amazing because these days children actually don't want to put chemicals on. They really appreciate the fact that it's healthy and it's not clogging up their system. Both of us have three children, so we've gone through the baby stage. We always used to do everything natural and then suddenly they become teenagers and we start pushing on them all of the, whatever is available. That's right. And I have often said in the last couple of years that with my eldest son, I just reached for what was convenient and it did contain chemicals. And that's when that journey started, when I realized that he's putting these products under his arms, this is going on his skin. And as you said, when they were babies or toddlers, we were so conscious of the foods, the organic foods or the organic products. And then we, I think, became a little bit lazy. And a lot of us, the parents... Um, the natural products were not available, were not effective. And so for the parents, there's a little bit of a re-education. First and foremost, that sweating is normal and we should be sweating. But I don't think our generation received that education in order to make the decision, oh, do we want a natural deodorant or a product that is laden with chemicals? But our children, as you said, have been exposed to that, whether it's in the education system or just their sphere and their social activity about what's cool, what's not, what they should be using, what they should be eating. They are very conscious of what's going into their bodies. And I saw a massive shift as well. As you mentioned earlier, I've got the two boys. I also have an elder daughter. But I saw something really interesting where my boys were very much as conscious of how they were looking as their sister. It wasn't just, oh, boys don't care how they look, they don't care. They care. They care how their skin is. They care about what's going into their bodies, sometimes even more than their sisters or their mothers. And that's also where these products can support them. And I feel, as you said, the boys... Someone said, why didn't you create this for girls as well? If I would have said, this is for your sister too, I think I would have lost the boys on that journey. Sometimes they need something to acknowledge, hey, this is our world. This is how I need products before school, after school, during school, after school, sport, playing music, whatever they're into. In the car is the one that we (laughs) have it in the car. (laughs) So, yes, so they are very savvy. Some of them, when it comes to products they want to use. And, and you're 100% correct. 
If it would be for girls as well, it's girly. And there is this strong, even though we are in the world where everything is them, they still want to have their own identity that this is for me. This is specifically designed for me. Or even from my dad. Because as I said, fragrances, whether it's in a, an, an aftershave, a shaving cream, a deodorant, a body spray that is created for men does not smell appropriate on your 10-year-old. And interestingly, since I launched Neon Goat, I've had more than a handful of mothers say, is this okay to use for my eight-year-old son? He has body odor. So we're hearing light gerbils. Those early stages of puberty are starting even earlier. And as I said, for my boys, it was 10. I hear from some mothers that it's more 12 or 14. So we all know the journey is different. But from eight years old, that is where a product like Neon Goat, which then use natural ingredients for those little boys, as I often describe, not a skerrick of hair under their armpit, yet have body odor and need products to start that journey. And Neon Goat also came about because I found when my daughter was going through puberty and it, it, I just want to open the dialogue between mums and dads more so about their boys. When my daughter needed products or when you needed to know where do I go to buy her first bra, it was almost like I could ask any of my girlfriends. We were sharing, we were open. Yet when it came to the boys' journey, it was quite different. I, I, it was quite remarkable that no one had actually asked me with either of my boys, what do you like to use? Where do you buy it? Is it natural? Is it not? How often is he shaving? What products are you using? We need to open at that dialogue in order to support each other and therefore support them on their journey as well. Let's talk about body odor. Let's talk about putting on a sweat spray. Let's talk about how they smell when they launch into your car at the end of a long night of footy training. Let's talk. That is also behind the brand. So I, um, you would have gone through the same experience, I would say, but when we had little girls, so I had bought some, your children and my children are the same age, but you had a girl and I had first boys. Right. And I don't like patterns on my children. So I didn't want to have a big pirate printed on every single t-shirt. There was hardly any beautiful wardrobe, plain, simple, elegant, under the new head to buy Ralph Lauren. That's how I saw the world. And the same has actually transpired all the way to their teenage years. So there has been always a little bit under service market for boys, although now it's starting to fill in. But it's definitely something that ha has always been, it was harder to look after the boys. Yes, yeah. And, and you're right. Even when I was creating the brand and I guess I was quite secretive during that time phase for various reasons. And one of them being COVID, I really didn't know if I could pull this off. The price of beautiful raw ingredients escalated. Supply chain had become very complex. So I didn't go around and actually tell my nearest and dearest friends what I was doing behind the scenes. This was all done very much on my own time frame. But when I did come out and say something, a lot of people had actually mentioned, oh, is it fashion for boys? They knew that was another aspect of the world that I was always interested in. And like you, I also was trying to find a certain genre of clothing that didn't seem to exist. And I do believe that often 
boys are overlooked. And when we talk about that, that is almost the literal translation of neon goat. So when someone says, oh, that's a cool brand, I love the words. Again, it's not just words for me, even though I, again, get hit by words that have an impact. But neon for me and for my brand literally means shining a bright light on what needs to be our greatest of all time. And you and I have have these teenagers, I could tell you a gazillion stories of how frustrating, how challenging, how downright annoying, all of that. We all know all of that. We all have those tales and we live to tell the tale. But what is important is how they must be revered at the end of the day. And they must be revered as the greatest of all time. Apart from the fact that these teenagers really have an affinity towards that word, whether it's towards a a sporting star or the goat of this, the goat of that. But I just felt like just need to shine a bright light on our boys. They're really being hit with some quite critical messaging also along this journey of puberty and in the school curriculum. And it is complex. But aside with educating these teenage boys, there's room, I think, for another layer of role models that are a little bit more achievable. Often when we say to our boys, who do you look up to? It can be, you know, more often than not, it's a grown man, it's a sporting star or it's a musician. But how about that kind of more achievable layer of mentorship and admiration? So if I can find, help find some of these incredible teenagers doing incredible things across sport, music, dance, the arts, I would really love to shine a bright light on them so our boys at school can just look up to something with some fresh eyes. I think that piece is missing. Who is your inspiration? That's interesting. That's a big question. I will almost, my mother has always inspired me and has, she was an immigrant to Australia. So I think that is inspiring in itself with her family. She did give up a career, a music career in order to support her young family as well. For me, that is inspiring. Um, And then I guess friends have always been inspiring. I had some very close friends who certainly did not take out the amount of time I did to raise my family and somehow manage that juggle. I always found that inspiring. And interestingly, just to, I don't want to sound cliched, alongside my husband who just, as I said earlier on, just saw the vision that I felt I find his work ethic inspiring. And lately, my children have continued to teach me lessons that I find inspiring. So it comes from all around. Um, yeah, the people. At the end of the day, it's people as opposed yeah. to objects. And I think as long as you surround yourself with great people, whatever the balance is between family, friends, business networks, then that can just continue to fuel yourself, that you can continue to grow or to strive. How do you juggle or how, how would your day look like, a normal day these days? You launched 
a, a new product range. You have a very, you still have children at home that you, and, and I have to say teenagers are actually as demanding as babies, just differently. How does your day look like? I think each day is a little bit different. And I think whether it's either a post-COVID or being fortunate to run my own business, you can always do the job. So I do currently all of my work pretty much from home, like some of us who, you know, and just being able to carry on with other things that you just have to do, as you said, still running a house of teenagers, but being able to just calmly set up shop, work from home has, I think, made it, uh, made me be able to do this. And each day is different. If I have something on, I, my one of my kids was getting an award in assembly today. Do you have to, or do, can you make the time to go to all of those assemblies? No, you can't. And maybe a number of years ago, I would have had all the time in the world to duck in and out of school. And I think nowadays, some of us are working late in the evening. Some of us are waking up early. I have always been someone who needs to start off my day with some form of movement. That has always been a non-negotiable. Even my first jobs, I remember getting up super early, going for a run, and that's just evolved what it is. So this morning, I think like yourself, super early, had a hit of tennis. That is my time. And that's almost not negotiable, whether it's movement, it's some Pilates, it's a walk, it's walking with my husband on the weekend. That is a constant. And that has always been a constant, whether I was the full-time mom or now running the business. But at the end of the day, as you said, just because I've launched the business, I still have the kids. So I'm still on the school run. I'm still driving out to soccer. I'm still picking up from basketball. And that is the juggle that so many of us have. But it has just shifted a little bit that they are a little bit more independent. And so you can say to your teenagers, you need to catch the bus home. You need to catch the bus out to soccer or whatever they're involved in. And when they were younger, that just wasn't an option. And I really had to ask some hard questions. Who does this at my age? I am about to turn 47. I just laid all the cards on my table. Who does this? Starts a business. But there is more and more evidence that there is a bucket load of women. Because our kids have grown up, we are ready to push the gas. And we come with experience. So it's not like we don't know what we're doing. So once we have that idea and we have that vision, like we're ready, we can launch and we can actually launch with a high impact and quite quickly, not to put pressure on what I need to achieve, but yeah, I think we've seen various success stories in the last couple of years of this bracket of women, my age, our age, who can really take something quite far because we're bringing together all of that experience and we're ready, as I say, to push the gas. I have a saying that everyone who knows me a little bit knows that I say that from action comes clarity. Mm. Just start. Just start. And the next step will come and the step after that and the step after that. That's right. And that was one of those lessons that I literally learned listening to my hundreds upon hundreds of podcasts as I was in this creation phase. It's hard for some of us who are more on the perfectionist end of things. 
crafting the product, crafting the brand. And I just, there was a little repetition of other predominantly female founders and they too said that just get the product out there. It will evolve. My product does not have the ideal packaging that I wanted when I had the vision. It shouldn't. And someone actually said that if your product is perfect, you've actually launched too late. It's too late. It needs to have imperfections. You need the feedback. It will evolve. But for some of us who like to have all our ducks lined up in a very neat little row, boy, oh boy, is that a fundamental challenge. Sometimes again, it's pushing outside of your comfort zone. Oh, what will people think? Will they realize it's not the vision, the perfection of state that they know me for? But sometimes you just have to let it go, let it breathe. And I think all of those podcasters were right. As you said, you have to take those steps. You can't just keep it behind closed doors for another six months trying to perfect. And you, you did something that was very powerful. When you first had the product, you were actually hand delivering the product to the doors of people and teenagers to try it. And that was with a beautiful message and a beautiful handwritten note. And I still have goosebumps even like now talking about it because that in itself was that there is Jackie behind this. This is meaningful. This is actually going, this is for your boys, my gift to your boys. And that's how I felt. And that's how my children also took it. Someone cares about me so much that they created this product. So the message is it's not only actually the product itself, it's actually what message you're sending to the boys, all of the teenagers is incredible that they are worth a, their own special t- product, target, development. It, it's really amazing. Thank you. I, I did love that part of the journey. It was important, as you mentioned before. Often we do start literally homes packing. I'm still doing that for weeks on end. Actually, my mum was driving me around in order to help me. She wanted to be a part of that journey and the boxes were coming out of the car. They were all crammed in. I wanted the connection. And even if it was a five minute chat with you or somebody else who lived relatively close, I did feel like I was driving halfway across Sydney. I just wanted that little bit of connection. It was important to, to have that chat and to put the face behind it. And I've tried to continue that with just that level of authenticity, even if it's on my social media. And again, for a lot of us at our age, we haven't grown up with this. We haven't grown up with the phone in front of our faces like our teenage children, but I have to put myself out there. I want to be authentic and talk about the funny stories of my boys or the frustrating stories. And often if you go on to my Instagram, I'm in the laundry and I'm pulling out old soccer clothes that my son has not taken out of his school bag or I'm pulling out food that he's left in his locker that he's stashed in his school bag or I'm in the car waiting to pick up. And I do feel even though I personally feel it's a little bit cringy putting myself out there, that I'm creating that connection with other mums or dads who are also doing the same thing as I am and made it nothing. So it all comes back to just being authentic. I can't 
that they often say, I can't make these stories up. It literally happens almost on a daily basis. And again, if we can open that communication, have those funny talks with other mums or dads about the challenges of raising our teenage boys, I think it'll just make the journey all the more easier. But what is also for anyone who would like to start a product, just hearing and seeing you that this is what it takes, it's nearly, oh, she could do it so I can do it as well. And, and I think in itself, that's the empowerment. Do you have any fears? Yes. <laughs> you don't need to go. I, do, I think like a lot of us, we, I guess, fear of failure and the fear of will this be a success? Again, it takes back to who inspires you. And one of those in my mix was my husband. And he said more than once. And you might have a friend that says this. It could be your mum or dad. It could be your sibling, your brother or sister. It could be your bestie, your friend that is your cheerleader. And he has said more than once, you have taught yourself more than I could have going back and doing a postgraduate degree at university. And I would say that to somebody else now, even what I've learned to this day, and it really has a lot of it, I had to be driven myself to go down all of those rabbit holes. But you know what? It may not take off. I have a great vision and I do believe that when you have those visions, you can create the reality around that. What worse comes to worse? I'll move on and there'll be another light bulb moment. And just to hear that, as I said, that was from my husband, but it could be from your bestie. It could be from your sister. There could be another great idea, but just look at what you've achieved. So for now, I'm sticking to the vision because I do have a big belief in the brand that I have created. I do believe it's more than product, it's purpose and I'm getting some really lovely feedback, but yes, of course we have fears, but sometimes you have to push outside of that comfort zone. And I think that's where the change happens. That is, that's another magical quote that I want to reinforce to myself. The change won't happen without stepping into that real discomfort. And it is hard. It is really murky sometimes, but if you can be there and you can face those challenges. You don't have to have all of the answers. I think that's another fear is that I should have all these answers. I should know what I'm doing. No, we don't all have all of those answers and we can draw on people and draw on other expertise when we don't, but that's, yeah, there are always challenges. I have to say, I have a question about how are your children even taking on you starting this and do they like participating let's say taking photos and stuff like that but also there is something that I know quietly even if like even with my children quietly they're really proud but they will not say that to me yeah one of my boys particular likes to joke even in the earlier days of creating this brand he'd be like oh how was your how was your tough day at work sarcastic but I do believe you that just behind that bravado, there was pride. And sometimes I like to ask why. I, my daughter is my eldest child. We had the opportunity to go and visit her overseas. She was taking a gap year after finishing high school. 
And I think she'd been so consumed with her studies in the last few years and in COVID, just very living in that COVID bubble. And it was almost, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this now? And I remember saying to her, I just don't want to know what I could have, should have, or would have. And I had had a few of those sliding door moments along my 47 years. And I think at the end of the day, I just want to show my children and myself, this is what is possible. And again, it comes back to, it doesn't matter if it's happening at this latter stage in our lives. And sure, I also want to make them proud, but it is a balance. And as, as my two boys up until now, they are the face of neon glow because they really represent the age bracket of the boys. And you know what, sure, when you want to do a photo shoot at 5am and we have to get up before sunrise, but we just support each other and they might have a sneaky morning like school when it's been an early morning, but it is a balance. And I have had to ask them, are you okay with this? And so far, yes. But if at any point they said, I'm not okay, I do believe I would have to respect that too. And then perhaps draw on other friends or other models to represent the brand, but I just felt nothing is more authentic. The story came from my two boys. So far, so good. It helps that they look pretty fabulous in, uh, in the, in the brand. And what if they, if that can create a connection with other teenage boys, then that is really where the magic can happen. But I also think that it creates another level of connection between you and your boys as well. As you're creating, they're supporting you, you're showing each other. I think that actually in itself is such a beautiful journey. Yes, it was. I think I, I always realized that whatever would be that next chapter that I talked about previously would be something very authentic. When I was back in my heyday of advertising, I was working on some big tech global accounts and they were challenging. They were stimulating and very stressful, but I remember always saying to myself, imagine if you were actually passionate about something you were working on. Imagine the magic that would happen there. So not just always an intellectually stimulating piece of business to work on. And that is, was always part of the vision and the fact that, as I said, this, this brand just comes from such, such an authentic place. Having just come from my stories, from their story, being able to support other parents who are also along that journey, it's pretty exceptional that I have the opportunity now to work on that brand. Yeah, I, I think it's amazing. Now, right now you're only in Australia. I really just wanted it to live and breathe here. It definitely belongs and I have already had those couple of inquiries, but I just need to keep that manageable for me. This is, I am the founder. I am the, I am on dispatch. I am the help desk. I am doing the marketing. So at the moment, this is where Neon Goat lives and breathes. And I think it's a great market to get feedback on the product, on the brand before taking it global. And I think that's also part of the journey to have that blue sky vision of where it belongs ultimately, but there is nothing wrong with using our backyard as that launch 
say, is for these products, but hopefully, yeah, bigger things to come. You are now two years on this journey of Neon Goes. Is there anything you would have done differently? Going back, starting? Uh, you know what? That's a great question. Is there anything I would have done differently? I really don't think so yet. I think everything up until now, which has been the creation phase, has lined up with where I was hoping it would. So the answer is actually no. I think some of the time you have to go with your intuition. And I think I did. I think I was led by that. And I went with it. And I backed to myself. And yeah, so I am very confident in the brand that I have created as well as the product. So I hope people can pick up on that. But I think now is when there's a, now the real hard work starts. How do these brands, how do these small niche brands now compete against the bigger brands that are out there in the marketplace? But again, there's nothing wrong with growing slowly and just going on that journey at my own pace, even if you have a big vision, just to take it step by step as opposed to the big pressure. But yeah, so far, so good. Are you? Is, if you look at back of who you were as a little girl when you were, let's say, five, seven or nine, was there ever a thought that you would be running your own product line or anything like that? Was that something that you thought that one day I will be, I don't know, I don't think so. I think sometimes it comes from the families that you're brought up in. And as I mentioned before, my mum was a musician, an incredible musician, who then chose to, to raise her family and be an incredible caregiver. And my dad still is an incredibly hardworking, practicing doctor, but not never really saw that entrepreneurial spirit. And even when I started my journey in a big ad agency or in various ad agencies working for others, so I didn't really have that to model. And I think it's just been seeing some other incredible women do this. The world has shifted and the opportunities are there. And workplaces have shifted as well. And I just thought this is the opportunity. But I, I really don't think when I was even a teenager, I thought this is where I would end up. I think I was happy working very hard for others and being part of a big team. But hopefully that team may come. But this founder journey is very new for me, very new. And I think that comes back again to finding the right network of men and women, or for my case, I just wanted to find some great women on a similar journey to support that growth as well. So we actually had a conversation about this. Is What is it that makes some people need to and want to work for others and others just go from one startup to another and, and have that entrepreneurial in them. I used to believe that it's in you and you either have it or not. Whereas now, as you mentioned, more and more women, specifically women, I'm seeing stepping out, setting up companies, startups. Some of them are incredibly successful and 
I just think that the world is shifting. Because I don't think you either have it or you don't. I think yep. if you say, what is the skill set? I think you have to be able to juggle many things at once. And interestingly, I think that came from being a mother for that large chunk of time. And you have to be the penultimate juggler and everything, managing the schedules, toing and froing, logistics. And you still might be doing work here and work there and doing so many things. And I think that is what has given me the ability to do what I've done so far. So on any given day, I'm doing multiple things, whether it's writing website copy or working with the designer or having a meeting yesterday just with the manufacturer talking about products or packaging or and you just, I think if you're a person who needs just to focus on one thing and do the deep dive and you can't be distracted, then I don't think you'll have as much success. But if you have the ability to juggle, to be able to pivot, that you actually enjoy working on multiple things, then this journey too could be for you. As I said, I'm still packaging up in my home and delivering when I can and responding to questions. I'm still doing all of that. And I wanted it to be very grassroots from the beginning because I always wanted to be able to look back and go, I know how to do that. I know how to pack the boxes. I know how to send the boxes. I know how to do this. This is part of just a grassroots new business. It's brilliant. If you would have one message for anyone who is listening, what would be the sort of, what's the motto of Jackie Barron and encourage? I should listen to myself more often, but it comes so easily. Don't be afraid to go outside of your comfort zone at any stage in your life. And as I mentioned various times, I did have to dig very deep to find that inner belief that I can do this. And almost daily, I think, am I actually doing this? But I think if you can just not give up on those dreams and have those visions and not be afraid, go outside of that comfort zone because that is where the magic can happen. And it's not easy, but if you can find a couple of those cheerleaders, like I talked about, and everyone lives different lives. Not everyone has the parents here or the siblings or the husband, or, but if you can just surround yourself with a couple of cheerleaders, you can't do it alone. I am the only one running this business, but I never feel like I'm alone in terms of the support, but just don't be afraid at any stage. Such a beautiful story. Such a beautiful words. Thank you. I'll leave us here. Thank you so much. We will have a follow-up on the next of Neon Girls. Jackie. <laughs> incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate. And what I'll do is we'll put at the bottom of the podcast and also on our Instagram. Neon Goud, where to find you, how to order and test this amazing product. Can't wait. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Just like a great conversation with one of those cheerleaders. Thank you for your support. I am your cheerleader. Go, girl. (laughs)